When it comes to building a network, that's I think why I like social media so much and the like slow build up where I can be like, I can be confident and I can be like witty when I'm typing out my tweets and people can get to know the best version of me, which is not like, it's not fake, it's not a lie, like it's still me, you know, it's just me when I'm feeling really happy and confident in myself. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. I am one of your hosts, Charlie. And I am your other host, Femke. And in this episode today, we're going to talk about building your network. So we've done a few episodes in the past about networking. Episode 116, we talked about networking at conferences and alternative approaches to networking. And we also did 107 We talked about advice for networking, general advice, but in this episode, we don't want to talk about networking as sort of a one-off interaction or connection with a person. Instead, we want to talk more about how do you build your network? So over the course of your career, or maybe you're a student at university, how do you build this network and the support of people around you as you move throughout your career. So we're going to talk about it a little bit more in the long-term sense rather than sort of ad hoc meeting somebody at a conference, for example. Uh, But before we get into it, a little bit of a catch up. Charlie, how are things going with you? I know that there's lots of fireworks going on around you right now. Please do explain to our listeners what's going on. Yes, I feel like I should explain this at the start. If you hear, we'll, we'll try and cut out as many as possible, but if you hear a random explosion going off, uh, when I'm talking, don't panic, it's just fireworks. Right now in Valencia, it is Las Fias, which is a big fiesta throughout the city that goes from March 1st to 19th, where basically, I, you know, I've tried to understand it many times and I still don't <laughs> fully understand this festival, but it's like the main event on the Valencian calendar for the year. There's a whole lot of parties and like there's these cool like statues, caricatures around the city that all like have a different political commentary or something like that. And there's a competition to see which is the best one. They set up fireworks every day, every night, basically all the time. Kids are walking around with these little wooden boxes, just throwing firecrackers on the ground. It's, well, not cute. I find it terrifying, to be honest. (laughs) It always makes me jump. But um, yeah, that's just life in the city at the moment. So if you hear that, don't panic. Yeah, I remember going with you a few years ago and it was just unbelievably loud. <laughs> yep, basically that is the city. It's it's like getting louder. It's ramping up at this stage where it, the weekend was pretty noisy, but then like during the weeks it's usually okay. But now like this week, you know, things are getting louder and louder as we go. But it's, uh, you know, you got to accept it as part of the, the charm of living here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have an update for you, Fem, about life in Spain, and that I have finally, finally, finally enrolled in Spanish classes. Well, okay, I'm not enrolled yet, but I'm going for like an introductory lesson tomorrow, which is where they'll figure out what my current level is and which classes to put me in. Yay, that's great. Yes, I'm very excited um, to finally be doing this. I just realized that there's never going to be a good time for me to have like a, yeah. I don't know, it sounds ridiculous, a four week block, four to six week block where I can go to two lessons a week uh, in the evenings because I've always got travel or something. So I'm just accepting the fact that I'm going to miss a couple of lessons here and there and that's just going to happen, but um, that's okay. And I'm I like usually pretty good with, with studying and that sort of thing and I, I think I'll be able to keep up. But yeah, 
that is my update. Well, you're also lucky that you live with a Spanish speaker, so you can sort of practice a lot at home. Yeah, that makes a huge difference, I think. I'll have to I'll have to actually force myself to do that. I think it would feel weird to speak to Mark in Spanish when like we both speak English, but hey. <laughs> uh what's up with you? How how's life? Uh good. This weekend I'm giving a workshop at a conference. I think I've mentioned it on the show. Maybe not. I don't remember. I don't know if you have, because I feel like I saw you tweet about this the other day and I was like, oh, Fem's doing this thing and I didn't even know about it. (laughs) Okay, maybe I haven't mentioned it, but uh, this weekend I, along with a colleague of mine, Angie, uh, she's also a designer at Uber, we are giving a workshop together at a conference, which is really exciting. The conference is called Blend without the E, B-L-N-D. Blend. Blend, yeah. Uh, And it's at... Uh, the university so it's like a two-hour train ride out of Toronto at a at a big like design uh, school of design university so there's going to be from what I have heard like it's mostly students so it's very sort of entry-level conference so our workshop is all about kickstarting your design career and we made this maybe I can uh, share a photo of it in the community chat uh, but we made this really really cute workbook that I'm so proud of and really excited to to hand out uh so every attendee will have a little workbook and we'll spend the 90 minutes kind of working through the book together uh various exercises some about like you know self-reflection writing down some thoughts some ideas and then also discussing it with the person next to you those kinds of things so I'm very excited I think it's going to be a lot of fun that sounds awesome like imagine having that when we were students we would have loved that so I think this is great um, I'm, I'm excited to hear how it goes. Yeah, I will. I'll tell you next week how it goes. I'm very excited. Good, good, good. Shall we get into today's topic, building a network? Yes. You suggested this topic. I'd love to hear if there was a particular, I don't know, has this just been on your mind recently? Like, why, why were you interested in talking about this in general, like now? Yeah, so I actually went to an event a few weeks ago, which was a women in tech event about networking okay so there was like a panel discussion with four or five women in tech and the whole conversation and discussion was around like how to how to build your network as a woman in tech I guess Uh, and so I don't know I just thought it was an interesting discussion and an interesting conversation that I thought it was something that we could maybe bring onto the show and share our own experience on definitely I think this is important to talk about because A lot of people do think of networking as the one-off interaction. Like it's the, okay, I'm going to meet this person. I'm going to network at this event. But I found the most value in my career has come from those relationships that stretch over a longer period of time and that are long lasting. And that there's a lot of people I have who I would consider in my network, who I consider friends, I guess, but they're Mm -hmm. not friends that I would text regularly or call up and have a FaceTime chat with, or, you know, some of them I've never even met in person. Right. But, but they're more than just a stranger from a conference that I gave a business card to, or that I had a conversation with, you know, they they've been there throughout this to offer advice. And, um, I've been able to do the same in return. Yeah. This was kind of one of the themes of this event that I went to, which was that you should always be networking was kind of the advice like you shouldn't just think of networking as something you do when you're at an event or you're at a conference or you're trying to get a job or you know whatever else fill in the blank it should just be something that you are doing 
all the time, over time, sprinkled throughout here and there. And that's kind of, I think, where this framing of like building a network over time kind of comes in as opposed to just like doing it when you need to. And and I think there's like a bit of danger in doing it then too, because there's sort of a sense of desperation or maybe you really want something in particular. But if you approach networking more as like something that you just sort of do over time, then when it comes to those moments where, you know, you need something, maybe you want a referral to a job or there's a, a opportunity to speak at a conference or something, you have that network in place. Like that is already established for you. You don't then need to go and do all of the hard work of like making a connection with someone that's organizing the conference who has no idea who you are. And then like your chances of being involved are a lot slimmer than if you had previously sort of created this relationship. Totally. And that your relationship gets off to, I think, more of an even footing when both of you are just interested in getting to know each other, when you're not trying to meet this person because you want something from right. them. Right. That's usually not the start of any good relationship <laughs> being so like one-sided like that. So um, yeah, you're right. Always be building your network and working on it all the time. We have a lot of questions from people in our community and also on Twitter for this episode that we can run through to kind of like use as talking points throughout this. Let's, let's. The first one I want to bring up is from Kevin, who says, I'd like to know if you keep something like a personal CRM, that's in quotation marks. I don't know if you could hear me doing that (laughs) through the microphone. (laughs) With important updates in your network or, or if you just do it freestyle, my experience in keeping a personal CRM always feels unnatural. So I thought we could talk about like, how, how do we arrange or like, I don't know, form our networks? Because I definitely do not have a personal CRM or anything of the sort. No. <laughs> For me, I keep my network, I suppose, on Twitter. That's my like main social media that I use. So I'll like when I'm interested in someone, when I hear about the work they're doing or I don't know, see someone else chatting to them and they seem like interested in similar things or like there is a smart person that I could learn from, I'll follow them on Twitter and uh, start the networking there, I suppose, just by having conversations over tweets. And so I have curated this list of Twitter followers and also people I'm following um, who I consider to be my network essentially as the first level. Um, the second level is when you are DMing each other, sliding into each other's DMs. Yeah. Yep. And then I, w- I would think that a level up from that is when you have each other's phone numbers and you can, you know, text each other or, or call if needed, which usually for me happens when I'm about to meet up with someone in person. But um, very loose for me, very freestyle. It's just people that I follow online and I get inspiration from them daily, from their tweets, keep an eye on what they're up to. And that's my approach to it. Yeah, mine is mine is very, very similar. I think this is like a great example of like the organic approach. Yes. I think there's also cases where you might want to be a bit more intentional or strategic. And the classic like want to grab a coffee, I think is pretty overused these days. Uh, you know, I get asked that all the time, like want to grab a coffee? I'd love to hear about what you're doing. And, you know, I... I'm guilty to this too. I I have done this too in the past. As the receiver of that, like somebody reaching out to me to get a coffee, it can be a bit exhausting uh, because, you know, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort going to meet in person. Uh, But I understand that person is, you know, just trying to build their, their network or wants to connect with me. And I think a good way around this is like, 
if you want to reach out to someone for a coffee, sort of, you know, intentionally trying to establish like a more in-person relationship with that person, think about like, what can you offer in return, I guess. Maybe that's like, I don't know, maybe you are open to talking about your experience and like having more of an open conversation around a centralized topic. You know, eight months ago when I was moving to Canada, I had no context of what salaries are in Canada. And so when I was moving, I really wanted to learn more about what I should expect in regards to salary and compensation. So I cold reached out to people, right? Like, did not know who these people were. All I knew was that they lived in Canada. They worked in tech as designers. And I wanted to learn a little bit about like, you know, their compensation. Now, you know, if I just cold emailed and was like, hey, I would like to know what you're earning. Like, that's probably not going to go down very well. Mm, Probably not. (laughs) But, you know, I prefaced it with like, I'm moving to Canada. You know, I'd really love to learn more about like compensation there so that I can make sure that I, you know, get a good compensation package. Uh, You know, in return, I'm happy to like share a little bit about my perspective in, in Europe and what goes on over here. And, you know, kind of offering something back, but also giving context to like the random reach out I guess I feel like I'm rambling now but I I guess I just wanted to say that I think there's like the organic approach to networking which is a lot of what you described you know starting with Mm -hmm. conversations like leveling up to dms then I also think there's a place for like intentionally reaching out to people uh to to establish a relationship for some reason I agree and I think that um you can do that with intentionality on Twitter too where if there's a person Mm -hmm. that you're like I really admire this person I would love to get to know them better and you know be able to meet up for coffee if we happen to be in the same city at the same time and so I'm going to start following them I'm going to start replying to like questions that they ask or responding to their tweets yeah and let's try and get a conversation going there being intentional about it that way. I think you're right. I think it's a mistake to leave everything to be totally organic and just leave it up to chance to see who follows you, for example, on Twitter, Instagram, whatever your like method of choice is. I think we should be intentional about it. And I love that what you talked about, about um, be, it being reciprocal as well, mm-hmm. if you are making a bigger ask of someone. Because when your intention is to tweet someone and have a conversation there, the lift is pretty light on the other person's side. But if you're asking for specific information for them, if you want to get a coffee or whatever, then, you know, that's expecting more. And so it's a good start to the relationship if you offer something in return. We actually had a question from Lauren kind of about this. I think you've mostly answered, but um, Lauren said, I would love to hear your thoughts on meeting up with someone in person if you have not communicated yet in any way. Mm. Maybe an unexpected time when we're both in the same city or we'll be in the future and I'd like to meet up with them. How would you go about this? Yeah. My answer to this would be if you've never communicated with someone in any way, they probably aren't going to get coffee with you. No. Well, I mean, I wouldn't anyway. (laughs) It's just my approach to things. Yep. Uh, So that's why it is important to do the reach out first. They're just being friendly and um, making them aware of your existence, I suppose. Um, If you're not a well-known name in the industry, that's really important because just because you're not well-known doesn't mean you don't have value to give. But the other person just doesn't know of you yet and know what that value might be. So you've got to make them aware of it. That would be my advice. Yeah, it's so much more natural if you already have an established like conversation that you've had online. Like I was in San Francisco a month or so ago for the Figma conference. And there were a lot of people there that I hadn't met in real life, but like had 
tweeted with for like years <laughs> and so you know it's a lot more natural for me to be like hey are you here oh my gosh cool like let's meet up in person finally after like yes. tweeting each other for three years and then it's like duh of course we're gonna meet up in person uh and it just it just feels a lot more more natural that way. Uh, I wanted to bring in a question from Janelle, which was around if you sort of don't have this social media presence. So she says, I love private communities like the Design Life community. I'm open to meetups and in-person networking. But I guess my question is, how sustainable are those relationships without a social media presence? So I think what she's asking here is if you meet someone in person at an event, how you know, sustainable is that relationship if you're not sort of continuing the conversation online? What do you think? I think it's hard, honestly. I think that it's going to be up to you to do a lot of reaching out to that person. If you don't follow them on social media, if you don't allow them to follow you for them to see what you're up to, that connection is is going to be weakened. And I'm not saying you have to like be a social media influencer or whatever to make this work. But if you don't want to be on social media, because I know people have very good reasons for that, Maybe you need to follow up by email or by text if you happen to get their phone number when you met them in person and be like, hey, how's life? How, like, what's going on for you at the moment? What are you struggling with? Um, I'd love to just, I'd love to hear about any recent successes you've had, you know, um, get in touch with them directly to start the conversation. That's the only way I can think of to keep that going. And I think it will be more difficult because, I mean, especially for us, millennial generation who are more opposed to phone calls and like emailing even that we don't tend to do that as much but if you did have a really good connection with someone um then you know they'll they'll know you're worth it they'll know that you're worth continuing that relationship and, and conversation with i think it just it puts a lot more pressure on things to like click straight away rather than with social media you can do like the slow build the slow build up of real like learning new things about the person right realizing that oh we're on similar wavelengths of this sort of thing you know i think it it just puts a lot more pressure on what do you think yeah i think this can be dependent on the person maybe you're both not on social media and so you're fine connecting over email yeah true. right i i don't know uh for me like being so active on social media and sort of having that as my place where I form relationships, it would be really hard for me to like connect with someone or build that relationship after meeting them in person if we're not like following each other on some kind of platform. Uh, and, and I have this happen, like, you know, there's a few people that I've seen at every design event I've gone to here in Toronto, but they're not online. We don't follow each other and we only see each other at these events. And I always have this moment of like, oh, your face is really familiar. Like, who are you again? Or like, I know I've seen you before. You know, it just takes longer to build that relationship if like I'm not reminded of who you are in my timeline for lack of like better terms. Uh, so yeah, I think I think it can depend uh, on the people that are having the relationship. But for me, it definitely would be more difficult. And Janelle also talked about pri private communities. I think that's a great workaround to this as well. If you don't want to be on social media and be putting yourself out there, then private communities, wherever you do feel comfortable sharing things and making these connections, then go all in on that. We're all in on social media because we feel comfortable there, right? But um, yeah, if you don't, find, find the other places that you do feel more comfortable and private communities are good for that. Speaking of being comfortable, there were a few questions around introversion, oh, yep. being <laughs> shy. So uh, Kaylee asks, can you still be 
a successful professional with a solid network of people while being so nervous about putting yourself out there. And then Amanda asks, I'd love to learn how to develop a close network as an introvert and overall shy human. (laughs) So any advice or thoughts uh, around this sort of topic? Yeah, I'll I'll like try and frame this advice like you said at the start about building the network rather than about networking in general because I've I've done videos on that that maybe we can link to one in the in the show notes. Actually just had one recently go up on my sister's YouTube channel where we talked about advice for networking as an introvert. Oh nice. But um when it comes to building a, a network, that's I think why I like social media so much and the like slow build up where I can be like I can be confident and I can be like witty when I'm typing out my tweets and people can get to know the best version of me. Right. Um, which is not like, it's not fake. It's not a lie. Like it's still me, you know, it's just me when I'm feeling really happy and confident in myself. And honestly, I've found that doing that, meeting people that way who have gotten to know me through like online first, I feel much more confident when I meet them in person because they've seen me and their knowledge of me is as this confident, like outgoing person who like speak her mind on stuff. Cause that's what I portray. Mm-hmm. And it gives me the confidence to be that in person too, because it's like, that's what this person thinks of me. So I don't have to like shrink back and be quiet. They like me for this. I can be confident to go ahead and, and be like that in person when I'm meeting them as well. Does that make any sense? Maybe that sounds really weird to an extrovert like yourself. It does. (laughs) No, it's funny because my like reaction to this when you were saying this is I feel the opposite, which is really weird. Like what? Okay, explain. (laughs) Like if I meet, if if I've only interacted with someone online and then I meet them in person, I'm more nervous than if we had like established the relationship in real life. And what do you think you're nervous about? In that situation I think I'm just nervous about not living up to my online persona maybe or mm. like disappointing them that I'm not what like who or what they thought I was uh I, I don't know if that's true but like that's yeah that's how I react I guess I feel like I felt like that in the initial stages too and that this confidence and this attitude I have towards it has is one that's been built over time I think that in general you have to remember like I said that the you you're putting online is you like that is still you that person if you feel like you're different in real life or whatever like that's still you that's still inside of you and so maybe you can find some confidence in that and to know that this person likes you for you and whether like this part of your personality is dialed up or dialed down or whatever if you meet someone and they like don't accept that or aren't interested in you because you weren't quite as funny in real life or something then screw them to be honest like right, excuse my language yeah. but maybe they're not a good person to have in your network anyway if they're going to be that judgmental and I know it's hard to go through it but um I don't know I just I just think I don't want you to worry about that or anyone else to worry about that oh thanks Charlie <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was good advice for networking as an introvert but honestly I just feel like this is where I thrive is meeting people in this slow build and so maybe that's how other introverts will be able to do it too realizing that it doesn't all have to come from like striking up a conversation with a stranger at a conference uh that it can be like over time less pressure that sort of thing yeah I think and to like answer Kaylee's question about you know can you still be a successful professional you know if you're nervous about putting yourself out there I think yes you you can like there's definitely a possibility that you'll be successful uh in that way and you know 
sometimes also it's more about the quality of relationships than quantity. So it's not necessarily about you like reaching out to as many people as possible. It's about choosing a few select people and building that relationship with them over time. And you can have great success in that too. So, you know, you don't have to like be nervous about putting yourself out there every day. You only have to do it like a few times and then you'll start that conversation with that person. You'll build that relationship and you won't feel as nervous anymore. Absolutely. Agreed. And yeah, you can be a successful professional, of course, but I think you're going to have a much more enjoyable career and you're going to be able to grow faster if you invest time into building your network. I've learned so much from my network, just from having conversations about process with other people. There was a time recently where I got on calls with a few uh, people I really admire who I'd been doing the slow build with over time, you know, of, mm-hmm, of building mm-hmm. up um, the trust and the camaraderie, I suppose, until we got on a call so I could ask them a few questions about design leadership and like forming a design team, which was super helpful and like very kind of them to give their time. I think if I'd been a total stranger, they would have been less willing to do that, which is completely fair enough. Right. But because I had invested the time when I didn't need a single thing from them, I'd invested the time in getting to know them and just like, I don't know, complimenting their work or whatever. It doesn't have to be a super deep relationship. But uh, when the time came that I needed something, I was able to make that ask and they were happy to provide, which is like the joy of networking. Yeah. And then I in turn pass it on to people as well. It's why I very rarely respond uh well, I'll respond, but turning them down kindly to emails from people out of the blue asking me to get on a call for feedback or, right, right, right. you know, asking me to be their mentor or whatever when I've never spoken to them before, never even heard of them. I have to save up all that time to give back to my network, to give back to the people who, you know, we've both invested time in each other so that I can help them out in return for them helping me, you know? Yeah. And this brings up like a good point that I'm thinking about, which is that, you don't want to be that person who's only reaching out to someone when you need something, right? Yeah. And so, you know, what I do is like, if I see someone in my network who maybe they've achieved something or reached some kind of milestone, like I will celebrate that. Or if they yes. posted a blog post or, or released a video or something, I will share that naturally. You know, those little interactions mean a lot. And trust me, that person will notice you celebrating them, elevating them, sharing them with your network all of that stuff is good karma that's going to come around so I would just keep that in mind too that like building your network isn't necessarily about like having a conversation with that person it's also about like celebrating them highlighting them giving them good energy you know those kinds of things too I think have a lot of weight also absolutely they go a long way into First of all, like letting that person know you exist, you admire them, you're appreciating the work that they're doing. That's like a very positive start to whatever sort of relationship you're going to end up having uh, and much more positive than an out of the blue, hey, I need this from you type of email. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I get so many requests for like people wanting feedback on their portfolio or, or whatever like they'll tell me how helpful my video was or something and you know the least they could do is if they found my video helpful like share it uh then I'm much more likely to give you like my time and energy if you've done that sort of good thing for me I'm way more likely to to want to help you back so you know that's just one example that I've experienced yeah and 
like I understand why people reach out because I get this too. People asking for, for feedback on work and things like that, often from junior or new designers who I am their only reference as a designer in the industry, right? They've come across my YouTube videos. But um, I definitely encourage you to look out there for people in your local community who you can follow. Like who are some of the people at the design agencies in your town? Like usually agencies have an about page where it has people on it. Maybe you could follow them and um, they'd be a better person to reach out to as someone who was in your local area. You know, I, I know I always feel more inclined to want to help out my own direct community first before reaching elsewhere. Just like that's the way we as, as humans are built. So I don't, yeah, I don't want to discourage people from reaching out for help if they need it, but just realize that the way you're going about it, like build it for the long term, not this one off. And right. you're going to actually have more success in the short term if you approach it uh, with this long-term mindset. Totally. Oh, yeah, this is great feedback. I, I really like that we talked about this topic because I think it is very different from like, you know, these one-off networking conversations, which there's a time and a place for those definitely. Um, but I think for me, like someone going through my career, it's having this mindset of like building that network, I think for me is going to pay off so much more in the long term and it's also for me more fun like it's more fun to like build these connections with people who I get along with rather than these sort of one-off awkward like highs at conferences so yeah I'm, I'm glad that we talked about this and also the great thing about this approach to networking and building your network is that they can turn from like someone in your network an acquaintance into a really good friend as well so I know that we all talk about how hard it is to make friends as adults and this is another way you can do it. I just want to give a little pitch for that. I've met some amazing people who I now like consider close friends. Totally. Just through networking in this, like this approach to networking. And like you said, fam, it's about quality, not quantity. So you don't have to worry about going super deep with everybody. But, you know, you might find that person that you just click with more than the others. And it becomes more of like a friendship first, fellow designers second, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think that's a great tying end note for this episode okay <laughs> so where can people go to find more episodes like this you head to designlife.fm and you'll find all of our episodes from the show there i know fam read out some episode numbers at the start which were from you know years ago that this show has been going <laughs> there is many years of content ready and waiting for you to listen to it so go ahead and check it out you can also follow us on Twitter. We are at Design Life FM. Shout out to all the community members and, and the tweets who participated uh, in this episode by sending us your questions. Thank you very much. As you can see, it really uh, you know helps us frame the show and we love answering them. Yes, absolutely. And if you want to get in on this community, especially if social social media isn't really your thing and you want to get you know into a more intimate environment to network, then the Design Life community is a great place to do that. It comes as part of supporting us on Patreon. So if you just go to patreon.com slash designlife, you'll be able to support us monthly and get access to the community there. Great. See you in another episode, Charlie. See you next time. Bye. Bye.